you just quickly learn that it's, uh, it's an extremely robust system that is designed basically to only go up. Hello there, how are you all doing? Welcome to the What Bitcoin Did podcast, which is brought to you by Gemini, the only place I am using for buying Bitcoin. I'm your host, Peter McCormack. And before we get into today's interview, I do have a quick message from my show sponsors. And this show is brought to you by Gemini, who I am using exclusively for buying and selling Bitcoin, but I'm only buying. I have not sold a single sat through Gemini because we are in a bull market. And you know what? I just don't want to sell my Bitcoin. I'm a hodler. You're a hodler, right? Now, I have been using the Gemini app for buying the dips, but I also set up a DCA with twice monthly buys of Bitcoin, and I'm yet to see a better or easier interface for buying Bitcoin. With a streamlined trading view, you have access to all the tools you need to understand Bitcoin and start investing, all through one clear, attractive interface. And Gemini are now running a special offer for listeners of what Bitcoin did. All you need to do is head over to Gemini.com forward slash WBD and new customers will get $20 in Bitcoin when they trade $100 or more on Gemini. If you want to find out more, please head over to Gemini.com forward slash WBD. That is G-E-M-I-N-I dot com forward slash WBD. Next up, we have Compass Mining. And you know what? They are not just a sponsor. I am also a customer of theirs and I am now mining Bitcoin. And you know what? I've been mining for three months now. I've already paid off one of my S19s and I'm close to paying off the second one. It is so good to be back mining. And you know what? I just really love these guys. Compass makes mining accessible to everyone. And as a Bitcoiner, I'm happy to be supporting the decentralized growth of the hash rate. It was so easy to get onboarded and now anyone can mine Bitcoin with Compass. You just pick your machines, choose your hosting facility, and they will do everything else for you. If you want to find out more, please head over to compassmining.io, which is C-O-M-P-A-S-S-M-I-N-I-N-G.io. Next up is BlockFi, and you can now earn a $250 bonus in Bitcoin when you sign up with BlockFi, as they have recently launched their BlockFi Rewards Visa signature card. Now, for people in the US who own or are interested in owning Bitcoin or stacking more sats, the BlockFi Rewards credit card is the easiest way for you to earn Bitcoin because you get 1.5% back in Bitcoin on every card purchase and there is no annual fee. It is the smartest way to stack sats with Bitcoin rewards on every purchase. You can also earn 2% in Bitcoin on every purchase over $50,000 of annual spend and you can also get 3.5% back in Bitcoin during your first three months of card ownership. But please do make sure you check out the terms for this. Now, if you're interested in finding out more, then please head over to blockfi.com forward slash Peter, which is B-L-O-C-K-F-I.com forward slash P-E-T-E-R. And next up, we have Ledger, the world's most popular hardware wallet. Now, a hardware wallet allows you to take custody of your Bitcoin. And I have been a Ledger customer since way back in early 2017. And the Nano S I bought back then, yep, I'm still using that bad boy now. Ledger makes it easy for you to safely manage your Bitcoin using their Ledger Live software, which interfaces with your device. And you can even connect your Nano S to your Android phone to manage your Bitcoin on the go. If you want to find out more, please head over to ledger.com, which is L-E-D-G-E-R.com. Kieran, how you doing, man? Hey, buddy. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. You're our first footballer. No way. First proper footballer. Okay, what's a non-proper footballer? So we've had uh, we've had Russ O'Kung uh, and we've Sean had Sean Colkin. Oh, I love Russ, yeah. American Egg Ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our first proper footballer. So, look, great to have you on, man. Really, uh, really uh, chuffed to have this. My brother's a gooner, so he'll be yeah. proud of this. And uh, But we were talking this morning, me and Danny, we were like... Um, this is, is your first time in Miami? Yeah, first time. Yeah, we've been here a few days. We can't understand why you left Birmingham. 
<laughs> yeah, it's uh, it was a it was a strange one because I actually didn't realise it came around quite quick in the end. Yeah, uh, moving here from from England, um, and I, I basically just I got to a point where the pandemic hit, and um, I just felt like I needed, you know, something completely new and different to keep me, you know a good challenge that would excite me. Um, it was a new club, it's a new club, um, great owners and yeah, it's a great city. So I'm happy, I'm really settled here now. It took me a while. I literally landed with like two suitcases mm -hmm. and um, had to kind of just start from scratch and I just came on my own because it was just too much of a nightmare with, uh, with COVID. Mm -hmm. um, but no, found, found my feet. Um, and I'm I'm happy and thanks for having me on by the way because I've watched a lot of your podcasts. You're gonna have to go easy on me because I'm not um, you know I'm not a blockchain expert, but I try. We'll go easy. Well, there's a bunch of stuff I want to talk about. I mean, I want to talk about football. I love football. <laughs> Just told you I bought a club and I'm a Liverpool fan. Danny's United. I don't know what fuck Jeremy supports. Chelsea. Chelsea. <laughs> Sports Richmond FC. <laughs> um, so we want to talk about football with you, but we want to talk about Bitcoin as well. Talk about a bunch of stuff, but um, definitely want to talk about football because we don't have the chance for this. We're massive football fans and most of the people we talk to are nerds or economists and we just talk about Bitcoin all the time. But it's good to talk about, about a bit of football. want to know a bit about your career, man. Like yeah. you play for England, you play for Arsenal. You know, that's not something we're ever going to get to experience ourselves. You know, so it's good to learn a bit about this. So... Tell us about uh, Arsenal. Tell us about coming through and finally getting to the first team. And I, I know you've probably asked all these questions before in the past, but it's good for us to hear. Yeah, I mean, the thing was, I didn't really know any different because I was there since I was 14. Mm -hmm. um, I left Wimbledon when they went into administration and they became MK Don. So I was at Wimbledon oh, first. Really? Yeah. Okay. And then um, when they moved to Milton Keynes, it was just too much travel for my parents. Um, and so we needed to kind of you know, think about what else we could do. And we'd actually played, like, for some reason, Wimbledon used to play Arsenal quite a lot of the time. Um, it wasn't, there wasn't really a league. It was only like, we were like 12 years old. So it wasn't, um, I think there's probably a lot more to it now. But back then you just played, you know, teams that were available, I think. And so, yeah, we played against them quite a bit. And then I, I moved there at 14 um, with my brother. Um, I signed, I was there for two years and then I signed a scholarship at 16. Uh, and to be honest, I, I, I would say I would have been one of those, I was one of those that if you would have lined up the whole team, I mean, most of them would have, they signed a one year scholarship and then like a two year pro. Um, whereas me, I barely got a scholarship. You know, I was quite small, I was quite small. I was one of the ones that you probably wouldn't have tipped to um, have played played for the first team because um, I had to, our, our age group was amazing. They were so good. Um, Who else was in that group? So you had um, you had like Jay Simpson, yeah, um, Mark Randall, Gavin Hoy, um, Paul Rogers. A lot of just young athletic boys that were, you know, street street footballers. Most of them from North London. Um, and so, yeah, it was actually quite, um, it was quite strange. And then when I, when I signed the scholarship, um, 
you know, sometimes you start to train with the first team if you get lucky, if there's a few injuries. Um, and it kind of went from there, really. And I, I was actually a, more of a midfielder back then. And then um, there was a game against Sheffield United, my debut. Mm -hmm. I was 17. And we, we needed cover. We needed cover at left back. And so I filled in. Um, and then that was it, really. It kind of went from there. The manager said that he wanted me to, you know, learn my trade from there. And so um, that's kind of where it began for me. Was that a league or a cup game? That was a cup game. And did you Cutting start cup. or were you on the bench with cover? No, I started. You started? Yeah, started. the first time straight in the team. Uh, I don't know if I would have been on the bench before that. Um, I might have met, I can't remember now. I mean, we're going back. Was that Highbury or did they move to Emirates then? No, it was at Emirates, but it was Sheffield. It was away. It was away. It was away, yeah. So what's that like the first time in the dressing room before a game? It's, it's surreal. Yeah. It's surreal. Nothing can really prepare you for it, Yeah. to be honest, no matter how much, um, you know, mental work or you kind of just got to go through it. Um, and thankfully, you know, we won 3-0. I mean, the team was was world class. Who, who, was, know, who had, was in the team at that point? So you had like, I mean, you had Song, Alex Song, Diaby. Um, was Fabregas there then? Fabregas was there. I don't know if he was playing that game, but um, it was that kind of era. Did you get to play with Henri? Because I, I, it feels like when we were researching that you just missed him, but he did come back. He came back. I think I, I think I was out with a, I think I might have been out with a hernia, um, with a sports hernia, which was devastating. I was ruled out for like a couple of months. So I missed, uh, I missed a chance to actually be on a pitch with him. Uh, but I, I trained with him and... I remember that Leeds game where he Oh, yeah, scored. incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. So uh, what was it like to play for Wenger? What was he like? Again, it was kind of, for me, I didn't have another manager until I was like 27. Wow. Yeah. So again, I didn't really know any different. I had England managers, mm -hmm. but you're not with them long enough to kind of gauge, you know, how good they are as a, like a club manager. Who was that with England? Was it Capello? Uh, first, first was with Capello, and then Hodgson um, and Gareth. So, yeah, I didn't really know any, any different. It was only until I left. Uh, I, in, in fact, I went on loan to Norwich for three months um, when I was like eighteen, and that was under Glenn Roder. Um, rest in peace, actually, yeah. Glenn Roder, um, yeah. a, a great man. And so, yeah, I didn't really get enough experience of different managers to know, you know, just how good he was. Um, but at the same time, you still, you know, it's Arsene Wenger, right? Yeah. It's just some things you just can't explain, but he had a, a, an amazing way of giving you confidence without screaming from the rooftops. Um, he, he was more like philosophical, the way he spoke about the game. And that's, um, I think that's what won him, you know, a lot of the players for so many years. Well, he's one of those managers a lot of other people liked. What's a, lot of, a lot of other people respected him as a manager. Like yeah. me as a Liverpool fan, I mean, my brother's an Arsenal fan, so I went for years watching Arsenal win against Liverpool and, you know, had to suffer a lot of abuse from my brother. But he's a manager that everyone just kind of respects and probably unless you're a Spurs fan. Yeah, I think he was just so... Um, I think it's just his humility, like the way he carried himself. You know, he's a gentleman, 
um, never really looked uh, to unstable the team, always, you know, steadied the ship. We would always, when there was trouble, you know, in the camp and, you know, we'd lost a few on the bounce or he always had a way of, you know, getting the team rallied up and coming and coming back from hardship, which was, you know, one of his, another big characteristic of his. And when you came through, did the other players look after you? Did they give you a bit of shit? What's it like? Some some do and some don't. Yeah. Did you have to sing a song? Um, actually, no. But I did when I went to West Brom, and I did. I actually did when I had to come when I had to come here. What yeah, what's your song? Yeah. What do you say? Um, Michael Jackson, the way you make me feel. <laughs> nice. <laughs> what both times? Both times. Both it's times. my go-to. It's my go-to. It's your go-to. Yeah. Uh, you scored a couple of goals for Arsenal, even though you're left back. What was that like? Was it like? In the net. Yeah, there's no better feeling. You can you can tell why strikers are are strikers. There isn't a better feeling. Um, didn't get as many as I would have liked, but um, I got one against the rivals, which which will always be. You got one against the Spurs. Yeah. What was this, what, what was the score? Do you remember? One one. Equaliser or first? Equaliser. Was that your first goal? First ever goal. It, uh, for the Arsenal. No, 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 no. My first ever goal was, um, oh, it was against, oh my God, that's so bad. <laughs> I think it was against Shrewsbury. It might have been against Shrewsbury in the cup when I was like 18. Let's talk about the, the Tottenham one then. So you put the ball in the back net, you put it back level. You must have gone mental. Yeah, yeah. My best friend was there actually. And nice. He, he was the only one that could come and he, um, to that game for some reason, and he's a Spurs fan. So um, it was at the Emirates. And he wasn't too best pleased, but it, it was good for um, it was good for for the Arsenal. I fucking hate Spurs. <laughs> I do, and I'm not even an Arsenal fan. All my all my four of my best mates from school are all Spurs fans. Yeah, and I've had thirty years of them telling me how they're a great club. Yeah, constantly in my ear. I fucking hate them. Yeah, I mean it's both. I mean they're not doing the best at the moment, so you're probably happy. Yeah, they curse. They never win. <laughs> is it like that in the team with Spurs? Like, does everyone just end up hating them? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it just filters through. I think it just filters through, really? you know, from from the fans straight through the, the players. Um, that's 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 one of the that's one of them games where no other game matters really in this season. If if you you know, especially if you do the double over them, the fans will forgive you for pretty much 90% of the other games. I So I've been to a couple of them at White Hart Lane. I went to, or Three Point Lane. <laughs> I went to the 5-4. I don't know if you remember that one. And yeah. I went to the 2 all where I think you won the league at the ground. Um, and they were celebrating on the pitch and the, play, and the fans were going mental. Yeah, Crazy games. Yeah, 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 yeah. White Hart Lane was electric. Yeah. White Hart Lane was electric. I, I used to enjoy those ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, I always felt it was a good stadium, just great atmosphere. They, Brilliant. They managed to put in there and, you know, how much tick I give them. Uh, was the United rivalry still going when you played? Um, it, wasn't as, it wasn't as bad as it was, um, but it's still a massive game. Yeah. I mean, it's hard, to, like, the Liverpool United, you know, you two, neck, head to head is... <laughs> We've never been to one of them together. No, we haven't. We're always kicking your ass at the moment anyway. <laughs> yeah, true. Don't worry about <laughs> that, mate. Um, and uh, so who's the best player you played against? Like, anyone stand out? 
Eden Hazard. Yeah. Eden Hazard. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of work that you can try and put in to stop him. But, um, I mean, his form at Chelsea was just frightening. It was frightening. Um, You'd have played against Ronaldo though, right? Yeah, but I just find, I just found that Edin, especially when he was there, he was just so he was so at the top of his game. Um, he he was he was like he was unplayable. For me, he was unplayable. Um, so yeah, I would probably say Edin. And uh, what was it like playing for England? That first call up? Yeah, probably highlight one yeah. of the highlights of my career for sure. Um, Again, nothing can really prepare you for it. And that was kind of at a time where there, was not, there wasn't really that many young players in the team. Right. Um, so it was kind of like the older, uh, as the older generation were. Gerard, and yeah. Bard. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, I, I watched them growing up in England tournaments, just like you guys would have. Mm -hmm. So um, daunting daunting but I loved it absolutely loved it um, and made debut at Wembley nice yeah home to Hungary came on second half was that like a 4-0 or something um, I think it might have I think it might have been 2-1 two, 2-1 one. Two, one. I think it might have been 2-1 I don't remember yeah. that I was at, I went to the final the Euros this year yeah oh I was here but London London looked London, it looked like the, it looked like the purge yeah, it was. <laughs> it looked like the end of. It looked like the end of, you know, the end of London. We. Uh, I went down with my son to the uh, to the game. We we'd gone to the Denmark and the Germany game, which were great. We got down to Wembley on that the game, and there were must be a hundred thousand people there who weren't going to the game. Yeah, dancing, singing, yeah. throwing shit everywhere. Everyone was drunk. It was wild. It yeah, was wild. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing videos and thinking, <laughs> it was so. It was. It was actually. Um, yeah, it was gutting to be here during that um, right. just because actually I'm good friends with Zat Knight and Zat Knight flew over from uh, he lives in LA did he play for Fulham? yeah Zat yeah. Knight played for Fulham Villa um, was he centre back? yes yeah, yeah. centre half yeah, yeah. Um, good friend of mine and he came over so we just found a we found a bar in a sports bar in um, in Miami somewhere to go and watch it but um, that's one thing that's good here is the sport, the sports bars. Hundred percent. Yeah. Going to watch sports, you just don't have that. It's just such a huge market in London for that. I don't understand why um, it hasn't. You know, do, do you do you think? Yeah, I'm, look, I'm here all the time, and it's, especially if I'm in a city on my own, I'll just find out when there's like, even if there isn't football on, but if there's football on, I'll go to a bar and watch it. But I'll go and watch American football. I'll go and watch baseball. I'll just go and sit there, yeah, in yeah. front of the twenty screens, <laughs> yeah, yeah. get some chicken wings, <laughs> yeah, and just sit and watch it. And they've nailed it, but they nailed the service, they nailed yeah. the atmosphere. Yeah. But I think what they have is they have, there's always something on. Yeah. Always. Yeah. But I just don't understand why they haven't done that in uh, in the UK. The sport bar uh, culture. I think yeah. it could be a good thing. I think the sports is just a different culture. Yeah. 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 And also they probably don't trust, um, they probably don't trust like, the English uh, drinking all day watching sports. <laughs> Rip the TVs off the wall. <laughs> so, what's it like coming over here, playing here? Um, we were talking about it earlier because these teams seem to be a, a mix of like superstars and local Americans. Yeah, so it's like it's quite a range. Yeah, that's exactly right. I was just going to say that you get like some real high quality players in the league. Um, and when I first joined, I was like, "Well, oh, that, well, that he could play in Europe." 
Fogarty. Um, and you did that kind of, I did that kind of every game. Um, and, it's, and it's very physical because, you know, the, the Americans do their fitness and everything double as much as they probably do. I would say it's further ahead than the UK. And so everyone's fit and strong and fast. Um, so it's very physical and then you get two, three or two or three dangerous players in each team. So um, it's a little bit, I think it's a little bit more end to end, mm -hmm. a little bit more end to end um, in terms of tactically. It's a bit kind of, I wouldn't say headless chickeny, but um, I think the fans want here, they, they want entertainment. Yep. Like America's about entertaining, right? So it's, um, it's who can entertain the fans the most. Um, so it's a, a little bit less tactical, but not, not, not too much. Um, and I, I've been impressed by the standards since I've been here. Yeah, well, what is the, um, what's the kind of like fan support here? I haven't been to a Miami game. I went to a, uh, who did I go see recently? Uh, Tennessee, I went to Nashville. And they were in the football stadium, and there's probably ten thousand people in there, so they're quite spread out. But within the fans behind the goal, the organisation of the fans, they had like these two guys at the front who were kind of like orchestrating the band. The band it was really good. I was like, we were talking about. It. I was really impressed by that. But the crowd wasn't huge. Are you finding it is growing? What what what's it like here in Miami? Well, the stadiums, the stadium gets full. Okay. A lot of games that I've um, played since I've been here. The stadium's been full. Um, and then, but obviously you get some stadiums where it's like 70,000 people, you know, 70,000 seat a stadium. Yeah. Like you go to Atlanta, it's one of the best stadiums I've ever played in. It's incredible. And it's full. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't full when we were there because it was a midweek game apparently. Um, and I think the season's just been with COVID and everything. Yeah. Um, but apparently people were saying that it does get full like in the previous seasons. Um, and there's other stadiums as well that are really cool. Um, where else did I enjoy? Portland. They're a bit wild up in Portland, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think they get the whole having a group of fans are a bit rowdy, bit of yeah. atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, it, they, you get some good atmospheres here for sure. Um, so yeah, I think it's definitely growing. It's definitely growing here. Um, They've got. A, there's a few things probably that the league would have to do to make it, you know, become even bigger. I think salary cap's going to be an important part. Right, because that that's in place, right? Okay. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so you have you 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 have you can have like I don't know two or three players that don't are exempt from salary cap. Okay. And then the rest of the team do. So why do they have the cap? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, I don't know if they have it in basketball or, um, or NFL as well, but that's probably going to be because then it, because then you know South Americans mm. or Americans if they get their opportunity to go to Europe, they're gonna they're, they're gonna choose to, that. Yeah, they're, they're gonna, gonna take choose it. that. So the the what are the three exempts in your team? You? No, I'm not a DP. You're not. No, 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 no. I'm not a DP. Just a normal guy. Peter. Just a normal guy, man. <laughs> Who is it then? Higuain. Um, Higuain, Blaze, and Pizarro. You got a decent Pizarro team here. Mexico. Yeah, yeah, We actually had like a, a phase when I first, um, 
when I first joined, we 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 won or we were unbeaten in like 12, 12 on the bounce. And we started to pick up a lot of momentum and then we lost a few, we lost a few players to injury and stuff. But I saw some good signs like from the team. I was I was really impressed. But prior to that, we hadn't won for like, or they hadn't won for like eight games. <laughs> and so well, they'd lost, I think they'd lost seven or eight on the bounce. And so um but I didn't I didn't really I wasn't I was trying to follow it as much as I could, but I was in the process of just like moving over mm. here. And so I was so busy, I wasn't I wasn't being able to watch any of the games and stuff. But when I came, it was quite it was quite flat. Um and we, and we just went on this run and we we gave ourselves a real real chance to get into the playoffs, but we just fell short in the end, which was a shame because you know, when you start to get that little feeling of that the team's starting to click and you're having an impact, it's like there's no better feeling than that. Yeah. So um yeah, it was a shame we fell short in the end, but I've really enjoyed it since I've been here. Did you have to adjust your game at all? Um, and can you take the piss a bit? Because there are Yanks and they're not as good. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. That's the you thing. You the actually piss. can't. You yeah. actually can't. Um, not that I thought that you could. When when you step on a pitch, like it doesn't matter where, it doesn't matter what league you're playing in or where you are. Like you know, as as a professional, you you, you just can't. It's just not in you to, to well, it's not in me anyway to do that. So, um, even a little bit, <laughs> maybe a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> not gonna play for bet for me, <laughs> yeah. Well, if you uh, well, you've bought Bedford, you bought Bedford, right? Pretty much, yeah, in the process. Okay, perfect. Are you gonna pay all of your all of your players in Bitcoin? Do you know what the funny thing is at the moment because of the level they're in, they don't actually, no one's being paid at the moment, but we're about to sign five players to try and ensure we can get promoted this season. So we've yeah. got to get five guys, we're going to get like a spine, and I've got to pay them like 50 to 100 quid a game each. But next year, it'll be like two to 300, and the year after it's four to five, and it goes up pretty quick, and by the time you hit the conference, it's probably a million a year salary. Deal. Yeah. yeah. Wow, interesting. We, uh, Are you excited? I am, we need a left back. Do you? You'll come down to Bedford. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I am. Lions I am. couldn't chase me out of uh, out of this city at the moment. Listen, I am. I, t I tell you why. Uh, I've always wanted to do this because um, we don't have a team where we are. Our nearest teams are MK Dons. Right, which right. I've got no interest in Milton Keynes, Luton, yeah. Cambridge. We don't have a team. Uh, well, we do, but you know, so far. But like, I've always wanted to do this. But it's like, how do you have the money to create a team that can compete? And now I've got a way I can do this because I'm just going to leverage the platform and... You know, I showed you the shirt. We can sell 10,000 shirts. Right, right. Sell sponsorships to Greg and other people. And, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, where most of the clubs in the division we're in maybe turn over 15, 20 grand for that year, we can turn over over a million. And so us to climb the leagues is actually going to be quite wow. easy and leverage it, make it the Bitcoin club. So, yeah, mate, I'm excited. Yeah, that's really good. Congratulations. Yeah. So uh, maybe we'll get you down for one game when you're in. Yeah, I'll come, I'll come down. Um, talk talk to the players. Yeah, <laughs> might need a director of football in yeah, a few years. That, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you. Um, so you grew up in Lambeth. I grew up in Croydon. I was oh, born in you? Lambeth. You're born yeah. in Lambeth. I was born in Lambeth, uh, King's College, and then grew up in Croydon for well, up until I moved up until I moved to North London when I was 15 to were do you, a scholarship. Were you a Palace fan? I was Wimbledon. You're you actually Wimbledon? Yeah. Well, we just because I was there since I was like nine. Yeah. Um, it was, my family were all Arsenal um, and 
if I if it wasn't for Wimbledon, you yeah. know, I'm still a huge Arsenal fan. I've got kits since I was like two years old, two, three years old. Um, but it was just because when we would, the players would be able to ball boy at Sellers Park. Okay. So, because we played for the academy. So right. that was, we would go and train and then we'd go down to Sellers Park and ball boy. Nice. And so that was our first, like, my first real experience of going and watch a game. And I used to watch, you know, Shipley. And, <laughs> yeah, mate, um, that's a name. Shipley. Nigeria Coca, wow. who we loved back then because he was like still young and he was like who uh, who all the boys looked up to, Joby McEnough. Um, yeah, there was a few, there was a few, but we would also, I would also follow Palace yeah. um, because, you know, it's just South London. They were the South London clubs. Andy Johnson fan. Andy Johnson. Um, who was Palace? Who so my uh, my son was in school with Andy Johnson's son, uh, and he's now his son's now playing for Stevenage. He's doing all right. Nice. Yeah. Player. Yep. Player. Yeah. Hell of a player. He's a Bedford lad. Oh, nice. So maybe you can get him down there. Then. Maybe get his boots back on. <laughs> I think uh, Parish has done a great job at Palace. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. They're they're cemented now. Yeah. Pretty much. And uh, I'm loving Conor Gallagher's season. Because I played with him when he was on loan last uh, last season. Yeah, at West Brom, and I thought I, I knew he was a player. He's decent. I have you, have you seen player. him? No, I've not. He's this uh, blonde-haired lad. He uh, he scored a few goals, hasn't he? Yeah. He played for England the other days. He's really he's solid. Yeah, yeah, great player, great kid as well. Before we carry on with the interview, I do have a quick message from my show sponsors. This show is brought to you by Sportsbet.io, the very best place for online gaming because they're badasses and they accept Bitcoin. Now the football season started. It's been a strange start to the season. Tottenham started well, but obviously they fell apart. Typical Tottenham stuff and Liverpool are crushing it, but it's a bit tied up there. Other teams are doing very well. Now listen, with Sportsbet, you've got everything covered. Not only do they cover football, but they support tennis, motorsports, US sports. They even have esports. And for new customers, there is always a range of promotions available. If you want to find out more, then please head over to sportsbet.io, which is S-P-O-R-T-S-B-E-T dot I-O. Next up, we have Extras Wallet, who I am using as my mobile and desktop wallet for my Bitcoin. Now, as you know, UX is super important to me. So when the Extras team reached out to me, I spent some time playing with the app, and you know what, they crushed it. The experience is amazing, which is why I'm happy to recommend it to you, my friends, and my family. Now, the Exodus desktop gives you a way to secure and manage your Bitcoin in one beautiful application. And with their mobile wallet, you can send and receive safely using a QR code or address, knowing that Exodus automatically checks all addresses for errors. So make sure you check it out yourself at exodus.com or search for Exodus in the Google or Apple app stores. Next up, it's Casa, the safest way to store your Bitcoin. Now listen, forgotten passwords, SIM swaps and phishing attacks, there are just too many ways for you to have your Bitcoin lost or stolen. But with Casa, you never have to worry about your Bitcoin again. Because with Casa's multi-sig wallet, you can take custody of your Bitcoin, but only move by signing transactions from multiple wallets. Ones that you get to distribute into different locations, which is going to protect you from a range of mistakes, errors and vulnerabilities. Now, if you want to find out more, you can reach out to me over email or drop me a DM on Twitter. I've been a customer for over a year and I'm happy to answer any of your questions. There is no better time to upgrade your Bitcoin security and get total peace of mind. You can find out more at keys.casa, which is K-E-Y-S dot C-A-S-A. So, there's a lot of people listening now going, like, shut the fuck up, I'm here for Bitcoin. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about football? <laughs> Americans. <laughs> 
Although uh, Ted Lasso has changed it a little bit. But um, one of the things we wanted to talk about is, let's talk about Bitcoin first. Like, how did you get into this? Because there's not been many footballers. Like, uh, who have we seen? There's like the German guy and it's like two or three we see occasionally. But like, yeah. you know, when we see it, we're always like, huh, okay. Where did this come from for you? How did you get into this? Um, well, first of all, I think that there's probably a lot, there's probably more than, uh, probably now over the last two years, you know, as adoption comes, people can do it on their phones easily. Right. And so people are buying and stuff. Um, so there are more footballers than we would probably think that are, that are involved in it. Um, but I got I got introduced to it back in, someone mentioned it to me in like 2015. And I kind of fell into the trap of the, what the narrative was around it then. Yeah, yeah. You know, about the black market and illegal activity. And so I kind of just closed the door on it straight away, um, left it for another two years. And then when I signed at West Brom- Do you know why that's funny? That's how I got into it. I was buying stuff on the black market. I'm sure you was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to fund Bedford. <laughs> um, and then when I signed at, it was actually when I signed at West Brom, mm -hmm. um, I met Hal Robson Carnu. Yeah. You know Hal Robson Carnu? Well, so, because I told you I was born in Reading. Right. I used to go and watch Reading play. Oh, yeah. And I used to watch him when he played. Yes. Yeah. He scored that great goal for Wales. Yeah. Remember that great did. goal. Yeah. That fucking turn. Um, and he's still 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 a very good friend of mine, but it was it was him. I have to thank him to be honest. He right. was, I mean, he's he's he is he is a blockchain expert, believe it or not. Um, way way further down the, the rabbit hole than me, um, and he just spoke so passionately about it, and that kind of started to change my mindset on it a little bit. And then I kind of just started from the beginning of you know of everything really of how we transact as as humans you know before yeah. we discovered gold i feel like it kind of does that to you mm -hmm. it, it it makes you because you only know what you know and then when something like this comes along you start to question you know you start to question things and then so i, I started from from zero um from the beginning i went through you know the history of kind of money and then come to quickly find out i i, I just quickly ran out of arguments um against it and i think that that's what that's what it does to you doesn't it once it once it gets you the penny just starts to drop and then it, it, all of a sudden you're um you're running out of bad things to say about it once you actually do the work on it so you uh, you read the bitcoin standard i read the bitcoin standard well i'm, I'm like three quarters of the way through that which is funny because uh, i spoke to Saifi. i spoke to uh Saifi dean <laughs> did you um and so i'm only i'm still on the actual money part i haven't got to the bitcoin part yet <laughs> Me and, and Safety aren't friends. Oh, no. no. I disagree with him on modern art. Modern art? Yeah, there's a section where you'll get to in the book where he, he hates modern art. Ah, oh, right, right, right. So he uh, probably hates NFTs as well. <laughs> Danny, Danny, what do you think the ropiest shit coin is he owns? Oh, what do you reckon? Do you reckon he's got some shibu? Oh, you've definitely got some shibu. No chance. <laughs> <laughs> you got some doge. I'm, uh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm a 90, I'm a 90% or 95%. Um, Oh, so, you, so you're nearly there. You're nearly there. Class, yeah. 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 5% impure. <laughs> I reckon the, the rest is Ethereum, right? Maybe a bit of Solano. No, a bit of Ethereum, but I, I can't deal with, um, I can't deal with like reading like 
over 3,000 white papers. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, you know, yeah, that would be like, a waste of time. Yeah. So did you read the Bitcoin white paper? You did? I did. I mean, I saw a lot of P's and Q's, um, <laughs> which, you know, I'm no um, computer scientist, but I think you just quickly learn um, just by using it and people talking about it, yeah. that it's, uh, it's an extremely robust system that um, is designed basically to only go up. <laughs> <laughs> up only. Yeah. Do a lot of footballers talk about it? Is it, is it, is it, is it part of the dressing now. room? Yeah. A lot more now. Are you, yeah. are you the Bitcoin guy in the dressing room? Are you the, in, 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 in Miami, I would say probably, yeah. Um, a few of them do different stocks and, mm -hmm. you know, they talk about this trade and that trade that their friends told them about. Um, because you've got all of these, like you've got like Robinhood and all of these yeah, apps of now that's just making it so much more accessible. You've got like the retail people flooding in. Um, but I don't do it. I don't do any of that. I don't do any any uh, stock stuff really on my phone anyway. Um, what about Bex? Is Bex in on that? Yeah, Bex comes in, gets some tips. Does he? Gives some tips out to the boys. <laughs> Has he got some Bitcoin? <laughs> <laughs> What's he like? He's great. He's great. Whenever he's in Miami, he comes in every day. Um, Did you know him before this move? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, not like, we're not, we weren't like best mates, but I played, um, I'm not sure if I had an England camp with him now, I can't remember, but um, he trained, didn't he? Remember when he yeah. was, at, I think he was at the Galaxy during his off season. He trained at the Arsenal, He went right? to come back and train, yeah. yeah. So um, we'd have a couple of weeks with him then. And his son, his son, Romeo, is a, big, big Arsenal fan. So they would come a lot to the games in the dressing room. And they would come and, you know, like Romeo would get his site, uh, shirt signed from all the players. How he was like that big and it was so weird to see him. <laughs> He's massive now. He's huge. How did he get away with being an Arsenal fan? Don't know, you know what? Yeah. He's a big gooner. He pl He's playing here, right, isn't he? He plays for um, a local Fort team. Lauderdale FC, yeah. so it's like, I think it's like the the feeder the feeder club. But it's, it's it's all in the same building. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I tell you something. Beckham's the only person who's made me cry. I cried when he retired. Did you? Yeah, I did. I got upset. Wow. Well, I mean, he was one of our greats, wasn't he? I was in uh, Greece on holiday. Not in Greece. I was in Spain on holiday in um, what is it, Fortaventura? Yeah. One of those places for the Greece game. All my mates in a pub, you know, we're two one down, and he scored that goal, and it's a special moment. But uh, yeah, when he retired, I did. I got a little bit upset. I love Beckham. Yeah, great guy. Can you ask him to be my mate? <laughs> Come on the podcast. Yeah. Get him on the podcast. Yeah, we'll yeah. get him on the podcast. <laughs> so listen, you were uh, you you've taken half your salary now in Bitcoin. That's the thing that's been going through sports. We see uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Is taking his salary. Russell Kong John wanted Culkin. to, and Sean Culkin wanted to before they cut him. Fuckers. Um, but that's a bit of a thing that's happening now. Why did why did you decide to do that? Um, oh, a few reasons. I'll try and uh, try and keep it keep it as short as possible. But I think I don't know if I'm the first football player. First um, I've heard of. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think I'll be the last. Um, I think it's just it's 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 a right of ours. Well, firstly, it's a it's it's a right of ours to try and. Um, keep up or at least outpace, at the very least, inflation. And so at the moment, if you get paid in dollars, you are uh, you're having to work, you're having to get at least a 10% pay rise every year 
in order for your life not to get keep getting more expensive. And then so when you look at what else you can get paid in, you, you can't get paid in gold, much to uh, your boy Peter Schiff's... Uh, yeah. He'd be pissed about that. <laughs> Demise, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, you, you come... You, you, all roads kind of end up leading towards towards Bitcoin. And so, yeah, I think that's that's probably one of the main reasons. But I think going deeper than that, Bitcoin for me is... It has the ability to solve a lot of big, big problems in the world, mm -hmm. I, I believe. Um, and so that's kind of why I would come out and advocate it because I love what it represents and what it stands for. You've gone well down the rabbit hole. So what, what kind of response did you get to that? We're other footballers like, hey, Kieran, what the fuck are you doing there? Um, yeah, my mum called me. She said, I'm getting on the first flight and I'm taking you out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Good mums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, what have you done? Um, no, I, I, I mean, it was only a week ago or so. Um, <clears throat> but I haven't really, I mean, I haven't really seen a lot of the reaction. I, I got a lot of reaction from, from the crypto world, which was funny because actually, it's, you know, ended up meeting people like you yeah. and people that I've followed and listened to because it's like a hobby of mine, right? Yeah. Most people, a lot of people have do different things in their spare time. You know, I love the crypto community. They 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 crack me up so much. They they're so funny. And even like, you know, stuff like this just I follow a lot of the gold versus bitcoin debates. Yeah. It's kind of like I get a kick out of it, which is, you know, um and so I actually got a lot of uh attention in the crypto world. Um and you know, got to meet people like you and um, a few other people that I've spoke to, which is, which has been great because it's like, I'm almost like a fan of you guys um, and what you guys are doing. So, which is really weird, by the way, because yeah. I would have been watching you play football on telly years yeah, ago, yeah. and I set up a podcast as a joke, and now I'm here doing this. Yeah, that's and, life, right? That's yeah, weird how it works yeah, out. It is. It is. I'll be down in Bedford, literally, and like, I might go down there next week when I go back to London. May do it. Yeah, we'll get you down. We we'll get down for the game. Yeah, come watch the meet, game. Meet the team. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think um, I, I, I hope that other players, you know, would at least uh, would at least do the work on it yeah. and educate themselves. It's not like a I'd, I would never say to anyone go and you know go and do this or buy this, um, but by announcing it, it's kind of like it shows people, oh, okay, well, what is this, you know? And that's, that's, that's the most important. Well, one of the things we were talking about this morning is, you know, financial literacy amongst sports, you know, specifically footballers, you know, trying to understand what it's like because there is that, like, continual depressing story where you'll see an ex-footballer from years ago and they're broke and they've not got any money and they've had a great life. And, you know, Neil Ruddock we were talking about, it just seems like he's jumping around from show to show and it's just like, what's he blowing his money on? Is he, did, it, did that change? Do they teach that to footballers now? When you come through, they, do they try and help you manage your finances? Because you're suddenly going from, you know, I don't know what you get as a uh, on a scholarship, but suddenly to, you know, massive salary. Yeah. It's, it's so much different here, actually, to the UK. It's really? getting better in the UK, I think, but... Um, you, don't have to, you don't have to go through the college system yeah. back home. 
So you turn 16 or 17 to sign a professional contract. That's pretty much it. You know, you get an agent and he, he finds you a financial advisor and then that's it. You get your, you get your allowance to spend on whatever you want and then the rest of it is kind of dealt with. So they do start managing money for you? And... Yeah, 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 yeah. There's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like people's, I mean, depending on at 17 what your parents are like, if yeah, they're, yeah. you know, if they want you to, if they want to just keep it all for themselves or, get, you know, manage it as a family or put you with someone that can, you know, help try and navigate your finances through the world. But, I mean, in terms of, like, players being able to learn themselves, mm. um, it's just a lot. It's just a lot harder there because here you have to go to uni, you have to go to through the uni, um, and then you get drafted. Whereas they even do that in the soccer. Oh, why am I saying soccer? No, that's That's awful. I'm getting out. <laughs> have you found yourself doing it? I have to. It's bollocks, isn't it? You have to. Yeah, yeah. I say when I meet people, I say football, and then um, they look at me and they're like, "Well, look." You weigh about 65 kilos. What, are you what? a wide receiver? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I have to learn to say, I've had to learn to say soccer. There's a lot of other sayings as well that sneakers. I've had to learn that's really sneakers? annoying. Yeah, sneakers, runners or whatever, they call them runners. Um, cleats is boots. Cleats. Boots. They had that in Lasso, didn't they? What do you mean? You put your boots in the boot? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so like... Um, that is one of the things on our mind. Do they like teach the financial literacy? And you know, if you can throw people down a Bitcoin rabbit hole, at least they'll be thinking about money. It makes them thinking about what money is, what it means. Yeah, I honestly think I just genuinely got lucky by meeting people like Robson, Robson, and um, a few other people that I've got to know in the space over the last few years. Hold on, didn't he, did he score on the weekend? No, he's not playing. He's, he's not, not playing. He's not. He's not. He's a free agent at the moment. Is he? Yeah. You're gonna get him out here. Yeah, I had a call in the other day. I'm there's a few. There's a few players that I'm trying to uh, poach at the moment. Yeah. So, what's the first flash motor you bought? Flash motor. Yeah, you must have gone out and got a flash motor. Do you know what? That's the funny thing. I've never really been into cars. Not every footballer goes and gets a flash motor. Yeah, I think I got a. I got a C class when I was um, when I was 18, which I was which I was thrilled with. But I mean. Even that now, like my auntie drives that. She's still got that now. I gave it to her, you know. So you never, you never did the mirrored Range Rover? No, I never did the mirrored Range Rover. I mean, I've always had like, you know, really nice cars. I'm, I'm a bit of a range guy. I can't do low cars. I can't do sports cars. I thought it's a G-Wagon now. I thought everyone had a G-Wagon. Um, yeah, the G-Wagon. You've got a G-Wagon, like, haven't you? No, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't. I, haven't. Um, I, li I like the Defender. I like the Defender at the moment. So I'm looking, I'm looking at one of them. There's quite a few of them here. They're not, but they're not that popular back home. But here, it's a nice, it's a nice ride. And they're in Bond movie as well, the new Bond movie. So I'm like, I cried at the end of that as well. I know it sounds like I cry a lot. God, you said Bex was the only person that made you cry. <laughs> no, he's the only like, only footballer. Football, okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I cried at that as well. So Daniel Craig's the only actor that's made you cry. No, a few have made me cry. <laughs> I've cried at ET. <laughs> <laughs> we can't talk about that film in case somebody's not seen it, but it did make me cry. <laughs> I'll talk about it. Uh, so, out here in the US, you're loving it. You're enjoying it out here. Yeah, yeah. Just a totally, just a, a totally different uh, mentality out here. Uh, it's just a lot of interesting people. Um, there's a lot of things happening, and obviously, for especially for crypto, 
Yeah, it's massive. So it's, it's, it's great to be here during that. I've met a lot of, you know, fascinating people. Um, and you just have to realize like the smartest people in the world are, uh, are you know, building this kind of, this future. Yeah. Um, You'll get a lot of opportunities. Future. A lot of people want to talk to you now. They want you at the events. Mm. You could you could take on as much of this as you want. Yeah, they'll bring you as my plus one. Bring you as my plus one. <laughs> we'll be at the conference there. You're going to come to the conference. You should come to the conference. Yeah, I'd love to. I, I went. I went this year. I went this year, um, and I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. I, I I love all of the speakers. Yeah, I'm a big, huge fan of, you know, the sailors, the Jack Mallers. These are people that. Um, are gonna, you know, pioneer. They're pioneers in 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 the next over the next few decades. I, I believe it's a wild community, though. Oh, it's wild. That's why I love it. Yeah, it's wild because there's just no. There's kind of it's a bit rough around the edges. You know, people are so smart, but they just don't really they don't really care. They they don't really listen to um, you know what what the other argument, what the other side of the fence says. They're just, they're so bullish. Yeah. Um, they're savage though. Be yeah, careful. savage, savage. They're savage, be careful. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, when you've been in the football world, it doesn't get more savage than that, mate, so. <laughs> <laughs> Who is savage in football? Um, savage for me, Jack Wilsh. Okay. Still one of my, still one of my closest friends in football. And, um, Love him to bits, and yeah, he's he's. We've had some savage moments together in, uh, in our day. I'm, I miss seeing him play. Oh my god! I mean, I remember that goal for Arsenal, the one that was like 20 passes, really in quick succession. Oh, yeah. It was like got one of the goals of the season. Yeah, Were yeah. You playing yeah. in that game? Yeah, yeah. Against uh, against Norwich, I think at home. Yeah, yeah. When he's yeah, like a knife through butter. He he was just. I've just not really seen many players like him. Um, Did you play with Jermaine Pennant? No. Was he before you? He was before me, yeah. Did you ever hear that story about him? Did you hear the story about him where he um, got called up for his first game in the morning, apparently he'd been on the piss the night before. Right. Turns up, he had two hours sleep, he scored a hat-trick. Did he? <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah. So listen, we're, um, we're building this football team. We need some football friends. You're building this football team. Yeah, in Bedford. Yeah. We need some football friends. What, mm -hmm. what advice would you give me? Um, I mean, you have to hire Ted Lasso. <laughs> <laughs> it's mad what's that I stuff for football out here. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. They love it. It's one of the first things that people say to me every time I meet someone out here, if I'm English and I play soccer, have you seen Ted Lasso? And I'm like, they, they've done so well. And they just closed like the rights I saw. For the for the rest of the Premier League, they got like 60, 60 mil. What no to uh, to to have the rights of all the teams? Because I think they only had like, was it Palace? And yeah, well, it's all filmed at Palace, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then they had like I think Man City. I haven't watched all of the seasons, but um, yeah, they just closed. They, they they did that well that they've they've closed the deal with the with the Premier amazing. League. Amazing. So that means they're gonna. Yeah, they'll have like the amazing. new season. They'll have. Uh, all of the teams. They should get some good cameos in. Yeah. It would be like uh, Pro Evo, where they had to call it like Red Yeah, United. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pro Evo, you remember that? Yeah. I've got, do you North, know my North London Red. Yeah. And, like, yeah. and you'd get like, there was like one team you'd get. Yeah. So do you know my Pro Evo story? No. So I lost in the final of the UK 
national Pro Evo tournament about 20 years ago. You went loser. to Birmingham. You fuck off. <laughs> I went to Birmingham with my brother. They had a national tournament. And there's like, I don't know, a thousand people in this hall. And I turn up and everyone had their team on their memory card, but I didn't have mine. So I was borrowing people's teams. Because remember you used to get the, you could have the classic yeah, yeah, you yeah, have Maradona yeah. and Pele yeah. and Beckenbauer. So I was borrowing it all the way through and I lost in the final 2-1. Wow. All the way through. And the guy won. He got to go to Corsica for a week for the world finals. That's fucking gutted. Devastated. No Devastated. It's my big moment in football. <laughs> so far. So, well, and yeah, I scored it. I scored it at St. James's Park. That's Newcastle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Sunday league um, team. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> so who was that for? They, uh, they, so one of our players, a uh, big Newcastle fan, he found out that you can pay to play on the pitch. Yeah. And they do it in the summer and they have three games a day and then they take that money and relay the pitch. So we paid and we played some other team. And uh, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i big now, but I was really big then. And yeah. I played for 20 minutes and managed to score a 25-yard lob. It was fucking, just one of those where you hoof it, it went in. Uh, that was my moment of glory. My absolute moment of glory. So we're going we're gonna to have to seed you with a few other people. I think, uh, I think you should talk to Preston Pish. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I follow that guy, yeah. I like him. I like him a lot. Um, I mean, who else is there that I'm, that I'm really in, in? I really love watching. I think we breed should, love. Breed love. Yeah, but I he, like he I can't understand what he's on about most of the time. Like, <laughs> it's like going into a vortex. We can, uh, but they'll all be here, and they'll all be here when we uh, come to Miami next year. Yeah, I'd love to meet them all. I'd love to meet them all. And uh, I think we should try and get you on a panel. Yeah, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm ready for that, but. You know, it's easy. You, you, you've gone easy on me uh, so far today anyway. So. Well, it's only 5% shit coins. <laughs> That's not too bad. Yeah, we can let that go. For now. For now, Kieran. Well, listen, mate, great to meet you. Thanks for coming on. No. Um, Appreciate this a lot. A pleasure. Thanks for having and me. If you ever need anything or connecting with anyone, let us know. Yeah. And when we get you in, when the Bedford thing's done, we'll get you down. Okay. I'd love to do that. Perfect. It'll I be... want a season ticket at Bedford as well. Oh, we, for... we, I'm not even going to charge for tickets. It's, honestly, when you get down there and see it, it's about as shit as you can imagine. <laughs> yeah, mate, we've got to build. You've got to build. Hey, you got to build from the from the bottom. The only way is up. Know? The ground's going to be the Citadel. Exactly. We're calling them Rail Bedford. Perfect. In, into Bedford didn't work. No, no, no. It's not got a ring to it. <laughs> All right, Kevin, listen, look, great to meet you, man. Good luck with this. Good to have Stop, you on man. Team Bitcoin and hope to see you soon, man. Cheers, guys. Thank you very much. Okay, thanks for listening to What Bitcoin Did. If you want to get in touch, you want to reach out to me, the best thing to do is head over to my Telegram channel or you can hit me up on my email, which is hello at whatbitcoindid.com. And if you want to support the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. Okay, see you all very, very soon.